Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Brothers and sisters, welcome. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life. Thanks for joining me for our time of daily scripture meditation and prayer. Uh, You can, as always, leave your prayer intentions with us in the comments, and let's all pray for one another as we put ourselves in the presence of the Lord and ask Him to deepen our commitment to His kingdom and to the cause of life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we place ourselves in your presence indeed. In you we live and move and have our being. You fill the universe in all its parts, and you fill our minds and bodies and spirits with your grace and truth each day, with your forgiveness, which we again implore for all our past sins, and with your commission, your great commission, to bring the gospel to every creature. Lord, yours is a gospel of life. Enable us to bear witness to life today and every day, and to bring an end to the killing of our unborn brothers and sisters. Enable us, Lord, to endure the trials of this life with our minds and hearts set on eternity. Enable us to know the great hope to which you have called us. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, there's a marvelous passage in Romans chapter 8, which we're going to read here today and reflect on, a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed for us. For creation awaits with eager expectation the revelation of the children of God. For creation was made subject to futility, not of its own accord, but because of the one who subjected it, in hope that creation itself would be set free from slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that all creation is in groaning, in labor pains, even until now. And not only that, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we also groan within ourselves as we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that sees for itself is not hope. For who hopes for what one sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait with endurance. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One of the ways you can summarize the lesson of this reading is that Things are not always going to be the way they are now. You are not always going to feel the way you feel now. You are not always going to face the obstacles that you face now. We have growing pains as we walk the road of history and the path of salvation. We suffer. We must suffer in this life. Through many tribulations, Scripture tells us, we must enter the kingdom of God. But we have hope. We have hope, not just that 
Our sufferings are temporary. We have hope that there is one who has redeemed the world already. Christ Jesus the Savior has already conquered the evils that we have to endure and that threaten us each day. He has already conquered them. The battle is no less real, but we know the victory that we already have in our hands. This is what the hope is that Paul is talking about. That even while we struggle, we know the outcome. Even while we battle, we know we have the victory. Even while we must suffer and die, we know that we possess eternal life. We possess it now. And our, our soul is anchored in that hope. Hope is an anchor for the soul. And this hope gives us a hold right now on the victory that Christ Jesus has won over sin, over death, over every kind of evil. Yet it's a process, isn't it, of journeying towards the full blossoming of that victory, the full possession of what we hope for. And on that journey, here Paul is using the comparison to childbirth. Isn't it fascinating? Whether you're looking at this or at how God decided to send the Savior as he announced through Gabriel to Mary that she would become pregnant. She was a uh, she had an unexpected pregnancy which saved the world. Or how Jesus describes uh, the sorrows of this time as the sorrows of a, of a woman in labor, but then she forgets her pain when she has the joy of her child. Our Lord described it that way himself. And no doubt Paul got this notion right from that saying of Jesus. And then, of course, we have the the reality that uh, in Revelation 12 that the war that broke out in heaven was a war that was waged against a pregnant woman and her child. Mary, the mother of Jesus, the devil being the, the serpent going after them both. Isn't it amazing how our entire faith is built around and symbolized by, our entire journey is crystallized in, the journey of a pregnancy. Paul says not only us individually, groaning with those, those labor pains, and the hope being the expectation of the birth, although we already possess it because the child already exists, but also all creation is in this. All creation is in a process of pregnancy and childbirth, giving birth to what St. Peter will tell us are new heavens and a new earth. We're not just talking about the salvation of individuals. We're talking about the salvation of where those individuals live and how they interact and what structures they are part of. The whole universe is being renewed. It's painful because evil is so embedded and we're so attached to it in so many different ways, in ourselves, in each other, and in the world. But the Lord Jesus said, didn't he, in his first sermon, when he described why he came, what did he say? He quoted the prophet Isaiah and he said it was to proclaim liberty to the captives, to let 
the oppressed go free. Now that's not only in the arena of social justice and of course first and foremost there setting free the unborn from the oppression of uh, abortion and of having them legally defined as non-persons. It's the oppression that all creation labors under because of sin. It's a spiritual oppression from which the Lord Jesus sets us free. And that spiritual oppression causes a physical oppression. Not just in the injustices we do to one another, but in our own body. The decay that we see there and in all creation, all a result of sin. Death was not part of God's original plan. But we await with eager expectation to be freed from all of this. I have come to proclaim liberty to the captives, to let the oppressed go free. Now, there's another dimension of this. As Paul is talking about this journey through time and suffering and, and childbirth, that I want to focus on. The sufferings of the present are as nothing compared to the glory to be revealed in us. You know what the, the monks used to do centuries ago? In their rooms, these men who had devoted themselves fully to prayer and to the service of God, renouncing the pleasures of the world, renouncing even the good things of the world, like marriage, for the sake of bearing witness to the kingdom that is to come, as we all go through this appointed childbirth, they would put on their desks a skull. A skull. Every day they would have right in front of them, as they did their prayer and their work and their rest, a reminder of the shortness, the shortness of this life. A reminder of the last things, as they are called, death, judgment, heaven, and hell, the four last things. And meditating on these things is a tremendous, tremendously powerful spiritual tool for all of us to get it right while we are here before those four last things come. And they had the, the skull on their desk and they would have a Latin phrase, memento mori, remember that you are to die. Why? Why remember that? Why think about that? To make good use of the time now. Remember how St. Paul said, now is the, is the day of salvation. Now is the appropriate time. If you're going to repent, don't put it off. If you're going to take hold of the grace of God, don't wait until it's too late, till it has passed you by. There's a sense of urgency. Scripture is filled with this. The Gospels are filled with this. Vigilance. Stay awake. The master will return when you least expect it. The son of man will come when you least expect it. The wedding, uh, 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 the bridegroom uh, arrives. The wedding guests have to be ready. Otherwise, some of them are going to be left out and so on. This sense of always being ready. Memento mori. Remember the, the parable of the, uh, the man who built up all the barns and he had all his grain in there. I am set for years to come. Eat, drink, be merry. And Jesus said, that God told him, this very night, this very night your life will end. So brothers and sisters, it's the shortness of time, but what these monks were also doing by having the skull there is asking themselves another question. What is this in the light of eternity? 
And that's a key question in our, in our, in our spiritual struggles. I've always found this helpful over the years. Whether it is a joy or a sorrow, whether it is something good that happens to you or something bad, whether it is the praise of those around you or the criticism of those around you, remember it in the light of eternity. Evaluate it in the light of eternity. What is this in the light of eternity? The joys I have today, the pleasures, they may be nice, but they're passing away. What am I going to think about them a million years from now? And the sufferings? What will we think? Think about the things that bothered you the most today so far. What will you think of them a million years from now? In eternity. Because this is our faith, right? We're going to be alive. We're going to be in the presence of God. We're going to be completely content and happy, infinitely happy. So what is this in the light of eternity? In the light of eternity, not only in the sense that every trial that we patiently bear here on earth will then and for all eternity delight us, but also just the sheer length of eternity. I'll share with you a very uh, personal memory I have. I was in seminary, and uh, college seminary, and one evening I was praying alone in the chapel. It was dark in the chapel. I just saw the glowing candle by the tabernacle. And I was meditating on eternity. Meditate on forever and ever. Those words that we say at the end of many prayers, what do they mean? Forever and ever. And I was thinking in my mind, okay, what is the length of a year, a hundred years, which is more than most people live, a thousand years, a million years, and then what what about a million upon a million? Now, I've always liked mathematics, and so one of the things you do in math is you think of big, big, big numbers, a million to the millionth power, a Google, Googleplex, there's all these names to talk about these vastly large numbers. And to imagine that no matter how much time goes by, will still be there with the Lord, with one another, in eternity, rejoicing over over our victory over all these trials, tribulations, sufferings, rejections, persecutions, death itself. What is this in the light of eternity? And as I was praying and as I was meditating on this, I, I thought about another comparison which I offer to you to use today. Eternity, we're either going to be in complete happiness or in complete suffering, either heaven or hell. Again, remember the four last things, death, judgment, heaven or hell. And uh, imagine as a way of getting some kind of grasp on what eternity means. Look how tiny, go, go to the beach. I don't know if some of you do not live near beaches where you can go to the Go to the earth, take, pick up some, some handful of dirt, and look at the tiniest little particle of dirt or on the beach, the tiniest little grain of sand. Look how tiny it is. You can fit so many of them right on your fingertip. And then imagine this, that a bird comes and takes one, just one, of those tiny little grains of sand and flies off for a million years. Then comes back and takes another single tiny grain of sand and flies off for a million years again. 
then comes back and takes a third. That bird will empty off all the beaches of the face of the earth, all the ground, all the soil, all the dirt on the face of the earth. And we will have only just begun our first morning in heaven. It never ends. And you can repeat that whole thing a billion plus times. And you won't be any further towards the end of your time in the perfect happiness of heaven because there is no end. And I was there meditating about that and thinking and thinking, focusing on it. And I had a moment, some kind of an experience, where the, 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 the tremendous power of that was so overwhelming that I, I, I just involuntarily shouted out, No! And then I looked around to see if anybody else was there in the chapel. I said, What is he shouting about? I literally it, it, uh, just shouted, No! Because it was too, it was too overwhelming. It is unbelievable, but it's true. It's eternity. And then you go back to what St. Paul says to the Romans here. I consider the sufferings of the present time. Oh, they're here now, they're gone later. They're here today, they're gone tomorrow. They're, they're, they're here for a month or even here for a year. And then they're gone. The sufferings of the present are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed in us. It reminds me too of Paul writing to the Corinthians the following passage in 1 Corinthians 2. Among the mature we impart a wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. We impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of the ages understood this. If they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Yet these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. Powerful meditations, brothers and sisters, that can keep you from sin, that can sustain you in trials, that can make you smile even in the midst of sufferings, hope, the anchor of the soul, eager expectation. Remember, we're going through labor pains. But as Jesus himself said, those pains are quickly forgotten for joy that a child has been born into the world. We will have that joy as we attain the fullness of salvation, knowing that death is no longer a threat. Suffering is no longer a possibility. Wow. And it'll last forever and ever and ever. Meditate on these things. Let them sustain you too in the fight for life and make you think, what is it that is really too much to do? What is it that is too much to sacrifice, to lose, to suffer for the sake of doing what is right when I will be credited with that right forever and ever and ever? Let's pray. Father, may we always ask in the midst of pleasures or pains, what is this in the light of eternity? May we always keep our mind and heart focused on the life that never ends, the world that is to come. Not focused on the labor pains, 
under which we groan now, but focus in hope on that child who is to be born. Bless us, Lord, with effective action. May we respond to the evils of our time with the appropriate response inspired by your word. Give us energy to work for life, bring an end to abortion, bring victory to the pro-life efforts in Ohio, bring about good results in our elections this year and next year, Lord, the most important year for our national elections. But bless elections at every level, whether it's city council or president of the United States. Bless us with health, bless and hear the intentions that have been expressed in the comments today. Bless us with guidance, consolation, any need that we have, deeper faith, deeper hope, deeper love, forgiveness, reconciliation. Lord, whatever any of our viewers need, hear those prayers and answer them. And now we join all our prayers and praises together as we offer the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. And one other prayer, and you can find this at prayercampaign.org, the prayer for victory in Ohio. The voting is going on now. It culminates a week from today. Brothers and sisters, we have to have victory in this over this terrible evil of these, these abortion people trying to put, impose, they say enshrine, they're not enshrining anything, they're imposing evil on the Constitution in Ohio wanting to have this amendment that, that says it's a, it's a right to kill babies. There is no such right. But let's pray for victory in this. People will vote no on issue one. Lord of life and Father of all, we thank you for the great victories that you have brought us as we work to protect the unborn and their moms, dads, and families from the violence of abortion. Lord, as your people now have more opportunity to shape abortion policy in each state, we see many states restoring protection to our unborn brothers and sisters. We also see abortion forces attempting to expand abortion and even declare it as a right under their state's constitution. Lord, we pray today for victory in Ohio as we work to protect its constitution from those who want to impose a policy of unlimited abortion. We pray for victory in the election now underway, that Ohio voters will reject the effort of the left to destroy more children and their families, to suppress parental rights, and to take away from the people and their lawmakers the right to protect the unborn from the violence of abortion. Lord, we pray that pro-life people from across the nation will join hands with the citizens of Ohio to stop this expansion of abortion, which if it happens would surely spread to other states. Lord, bring victory to the no vote on issue one. May your people vote early and bring many others to vote 
May they speak up for what is right, take action for what is just, and make the sacrifices necessary to preserve the sanctity of life and family. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Get that prayer, spread it around, especially to your friends in Ohio. Make sure that everyone you know there, my friends, is, has voted or is about to vote no on issue one. So thanks for joining me. Uh, I was, uh, greetings to our friends in Michigan. I was there just the other day on Saturday. I gave a luncheon talk, a legislative update luncheon for uh, one of the statewide groups, uh, Right to Life Lifespan, as it's called. And then the days before that was at the uh, NIFLA conference, National Institute of Family and Life Advocates. Just talked again to yesterday with uh, their president, Tom Glessner. Really fantastic conference of pregnancy center directors. Uh, very grateful for their warm welcome for me and for Priests for Life. And we had one of our team, Anthony, with us uh, at our exhibit booth as well. So looking forward to more travels coming up soon, going up to Washington, D.C. and down to Mar-a-Lago this week. And uh, looking forward to seeing you one of these days in your own communities. Keep up the strong work for pro-life. God bless you. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. Priest, the Priest for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priest for Life generously? Go today to prolifegift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.